Welcome to Run 12-1 Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Justin Gowen. Well, welcome to another episode of Run 12-1 Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Justin Goins, and uh, we've been in a series called Knowing Our Enemy. This is the fourth uh, episode in this series, and we've really just been honing in on understanding better our enemy, our enemy being Satan. We looked, we looked at last week, uh, according to Ephesians chapter number six, he also, he's not alone. He doesn't operate alone. He has a demonic world, a third of the angelic host that fell with him. Uh, so a spiritual realm of, of, of um, uh, I guess you would say a spiritual realm army that he uses that typically we do not see, but he also uses the world, the worldliness, and alive human beings to work out his will against us. And uh, so last week we looked at the first area. We said we we're going to look about th- three or four different areas or really targets that Satan uses or goes after so that we can also look at his weapon of choice to use to go towards that target and really why. And so that we can better prepare ourselves when he comes from last week, we looked at our mind and how we saw that on the very pages, first pages of scripture. In fact, within the first three chapters, when we learn about the fall of mankind, and we can look at exactly how he used uh, the mind target and his weapon um, was really going against God's word and really questioning God's word. Doubt really would be his area of weapon of choice. And the reason why is because we learned in Proverbs also that as a man thinketh, so is he, and that our minds are powerful. What we use our minds for, what, what, what we think about will drive really our day, will drive our hearts. And so Satan loves to get to our minds, really get doubt, but really pride and once we get in doubt and we get in pride, we question God's love for us. We, we question God's grace and mercy towards us. We become sometimes like Satan when he fell, looking at the, at the IMs of Satan. I will, sorry, I wills of Satan. I will be better to God. I, I will be like the Most High. We looked at that last week with the fall and Isaiah and also Ezekiel. So this week, we look at his second target, and not that these are in subsequential order, or they go in any order, but um, I'm also using as a study for this, or really as a as a really short read, and I would suggest it, because a lot of this is from just over the overflow of my personal reading from the book that's called The Strategy of Satan, How to Detect and Defeat Him by Warren Wiersbe. It's actually a Quite, I'm going to say old book, but it's been around for some time, but it's really worth your while. It's a really short, easy read. There's only about 160 pages of it, um, actually 150 pages. The rest of it's kind of like um, in the background of some notes in the last part of the book. But it's worthwhile of looking, finding one on Amazon and keeping it and read it once or twice a year. That way you you are up and ready for your enemy. Now, the second area, like I mentioned, is or the second target is his body or really our body. Our body. Did you know Satan targets your body? Well, there's one book of the Bible that we know specifically. Now, there is some backdrop that I don't have really a ton of time to go into, so I would suggest that you would do some research and study on your own about the book of Job. 
and also how God is sovereign over all, that Satan's temptations of Job, when you read the first and second chapter of Job, you know that Satan, or you find out that Satan could not go beyond God's grasp of Job. So please understand that. It's not like Satan has a free-for-all with all Christians and has God has no say. The Bible tells us that we are kept by the power of God unto salvation. We learn this in Peter's Gospel. So we know that we are kept by God, and so there's nothing that that God that that comes on you that God does not allow. But He does allow Satan to tempt His children. He does allow. In fact, when we get to the post the millennial reign of Christ, when we get into the third, the about a third of the way book to the book of Revelations, after the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ on this earth, His actual true second coming, when He will be here ruling from Jerusalem, Zion. That after that's done, that God allows Satan to go to and fro from about to, on the earth to tempt those who were born without basically that temptation being in earth or on the earth, because Satan and his demonic hosts are are bound up and, and and basically in spiritual jail, and then God lets him out in order to tempt even those who are born during the reign of Christ. And so God allows these things to go on inside of our life. And sorry if you hear some kind of backdrop of dogs barking. They are barking upstairs, and I don't want to pause this in order to go up there. But nonetheless, our bodies. And so we learn in the first pages of the book of Job that Job, his body was, 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 was able to be tempted by, or really tested as a target used for Satan. And I like what Warren Wisby says about this. Job lost the fruit of his body, his children. He also lost the means to sustain his body, his flocks, his herds, and his wealth. I mean, think about that. The way that he used to, in that day and age, and even us now, sustaining our body, food. But also he lost his health of his body. He contracted uh, a kind of disgusting disease. And so, so Satan tacked every part of fruit of his body, his literal fruit of his body, his children, all died. Then he lost the way to sustain his body, food. And then he also lost health of his body because of the disease that he encountered, all given by Satan. And real quickly, I want to dabble in the weapon that he uses because this does tie in. Then I'll answer the question, why does Satan do this? But his weapon that he uses, his targets the body, his weapon typically is suffering. It's suffering. He wants to destroy your body. He wants you to destroy your body. Satan would love nothing more than to get Christians to destroy their own bodies. And don't, 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 don't be upset with me in this, but there's many ways that Satan can get us to destroy our bodies. Not being physically uh, in a good health because the food that we choose to eat, the drinks we desire to drink, lack of physical activity. That doesn't necessarily mean you got to get a gym membership. But some type of physical activities, Christians are not meant to be couch potatoes like home monks, so to speak. God never called us to be doing that. We have a life to live. We have bodies. We're called to, especially as men, to 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 provide and to work and for our families. And so um, a lot of times Satan would love nothing more than to get lazy Christians who don't take care of their bodies because that tends to create a bad witness for Christ, but also create unhealthy lifestyles that will tend to leave us rendered not useful for the kingdom of God. You won't be going out witnessing. You'll have no energy to. You'll be sick. You'll be kind of a homebody. So Satan, Satan 
he wants us to suffer. He, he wants you to suffer. And again, we can see this as a weapon when we look at the different pages of the book of Job, how he lost those things. But not only just Job, we also see this in um, various people that he caused one man to be dumb in Matthew chapter 9 a woman to be bent over and disabled um, in Luke chapter 13, verses 11 through 17. Yeah, he, he also had a child. Remember that child that tried to get to destroy himself in the water? He tried to drown himself and then really set his jump in the fire. We learn about that in Matthew chapter 17. And in fact, you, you had, um, you had the, uh, we also had, there was that, uh, gentleman or actually two, two people who lived in those tombs in the Bible and they would cut themselves, they would cut themselves, scream, and live naked amongst the dead people. I mean, Satan, I mean, that that's that's Satan's desire. And I arguably, in those contexts, those who may not have been believers or followers of Christ, but nonetheless, even scarier, Satan will go to great lengths to destroy the body of non-believers so as to keep them from desiring to be saved. And it's our job as Christians to keep our bodies healthy, to keep this, this body healthy so that we, 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 you and I can go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. So Satan wouldn't want you to, he, he wants to target your body. And one way he does that is through suffering. But here, here's a greater question. What, why does he do that? Well, we learn in 1 Corinthians 6 that your body, my body, is a temple of God. It's a dwelling place of God. God's Holy Spirit as Christians lives in you lives in me, and he wants to destroy the temple of God. He, Satan hates God and anything to do with God. He wants to utterly destroy everything that bears an image of God. And you and I, dear friend, according to the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, I mean 6, it's in a couple of different passages in there, 11 through verse 20, it actually mentions it twice. Your body, my body as a Christian is a temple of the living God. And there are bodies that are to be used. Even in Timothy's uh, in Paul's letter to Timothy, he says, bodily exercise profiteth little. He didn't say it didn't profit at all. But in comparison to, to spiritual working out, there's great gain in that. But Paul didn't say, hey, it's, 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 it's useless to take care of your body. No, he said, no, it, it's still good, but... There's a part to it, but we need to also make sure that we focus more on our actually uh, focusing on our our spiritual body as well. So Satan, Satan wants to attack. He wants to, to get at your body. He wants to suffer, cause your body to suffer. He wants you to get get down and really, really at the at the depth of it. Matthew chapter five. We're told that we are to be lights. Let your light so shine. I'm not saying that your body is a literal light. That's not what the Bible is saying. But your body, an alive human being, an alive Christian, is to be a beacon of light. In fact, John chapter 13, one of the ways that we are called to be able to be visionary gospel people we need to be verbally given the gospel. We also need to make sure that we are verbalizing the gospel as well. And it's important. And so when we do that, we are shining lights to Christ. And guess what Satan doesn't want? He doesn't want you as a Christian to have a body that 
a.k.a. shines for Christ. He wants you to be dim. He wants you to be dark. And so he wants to target your body. My friend, I, I, I want to make sure that you understand that Satan comes through your body. But also, there's one book in the Bible that the actually the only book in the New Testament into which the name Job specifically is being used. And I'm going to turn there real quick because it's the half-brother of Jesus actually in James, James chapter 5, and really gets us even closer into honing in on why Satan does this. In verse 11, it says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job. And have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful or shows pity and tender mercy. And so in this, we know that one of the main reasons or, 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 or one of the main whys as to why Satan tempts your body is because he wants you to become impatient with God, according to James chapter 511. We can look at Job's life and what Satan tried to do physically to his body, the fruit of his body, a.k.a. his children, uh, stop killing his ways of means of being able to sustain his body healthfully with food, and also the disease of his body that was placed upon him, those boils and just hard skin, and have to put on sackcloth cloth and ashes to be able to just to survive the pain and agony of what was happening to his body. He wanted Job to become impatient with God, quit and give up. Job never did. Job questioned God for sure. We see that, and he got he. He, he got weary at times, absolutely. And those friends of his, those people who called themselves friends, who gave wrong advice and tried to turn around and say, Job, it's a sin of yours. And we know that's not the case whatsoever. That's another discussion for another day. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 18. Make sure you're around godly friends that are actually going to give you godly advice. Job's friends claimed to be his friends and even giving godly advice and even tried to act like they were a prophet and say, this is what's happening. And oh, wow, that's not at all what was the case. God had allowed this to happen. He wanted, God wanted to teach Job to be closer with him, but also using his life to be able to paint some amazing pictures of God's grace, mercy, and understanding some key elements of who God is when we're reading it as a New Testament church, but also to endure his patience, to make sure that his patience endured. And we also uh, know that as well, um, that the Bible tells us, oh, I'm trying to think of where it's at right now, at the top of my head, I should have wrote that down, but that we would be patient in, in our tribulations, how patience or tribulations work in patience and patience experience and experience hope. Uh, it's a part of our spiritual growth that, that our patience is tested. And one of the ways, not the only way, but one of the ways that God's, God allows that to happen is allowing Satan to tempt us. Allowing Satan to, to, to have sometimes his way with us. And you say, well, isn't that against what the Word of God says? Let no man say that he is tempted of God. Well, it's not saying that we are tempted. So let no man in, Joe, in, in James, let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted to God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he ever, every, uh, any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. And so it's not that God tempts us in the mindset of what I mentioned just earlier, that God, God brings the temptation. God opens the door 
and allows the situation to take place of Satan being able to to utilize his schemes to grow us closer to God. And that might sound confusing at first. So wait a second here. It sounds like God is tempting us. Like God is, is allowing us to be tempted with evil. Well, we know that that's not the case. The inner man changed by grace, changed by salvation, changed by the blood of Jesus Christ. But the outer man, the flesh, that is the sinful part of us that James chapter 1 is, is speaking about when it talks about the lust of our flesh, that every man is, is, is enticed or sins or is tempted of his flesh. And that's where Satan comes at. But in those times, we're able to walk closer with God, hopefully like Job did. And so it's vitally important that you and I understand a temptation. The body into which Satan comes after is one of his targets. The reason why is because he knows that our bodies can be, our temples of God are used to be a light that shines the gospel, a light that shows love to one another, that the world can see and and see the gospel by us displaying our love, the love for one another. He does it because he wants us to become impatient. James five eleven. We learned that that's the main when when James writes about the the explanation of Job in kind of a nutshell. He explains it was because of the patience of Job, which means that he didn't become impatient. Which means that that's what Satan was trying to cause or trip him to be with using the the the, the target of the body was to say, "Hey, well, I want you to become impatient with God and give up." And so press in, Christian. Press in hard. Run the race to God. Run 12-1 podcast. Run the race that God has called you. Know that your enemy is coming for your mind and know that, that the enemy is coming for your body. And so sometimes you may get sick. Sometimes these things may happen. There are times when that happens not because of Satan. I mean, there are certain, I mean, there is, we learn in scripture that sometimes the body is, 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 gets ailments because God uses it to bring about salvation for others. We also know that, I mean, we die of something. We also know that the body can be stricken with Psalm 51, Psalm 32 because of sin in our life. Look at David's life. We also know that it's also because of Satan's temptation. And so, yes, this may be hard to understand that a loving God would allow that to take place. But when we step back and we look at the framework of the whole situation of Job, and we step back and say, God, what really did you do? Why did you allow this to take place? And Job at the end was restored double fold. So the seven children, he had 14 children. So the cattle he had, he doubled the cattle, doubled his flock, doubled his influence, doubled his income, doubled it all. And God blessed him. But, the, but that, that's monetary. The biggest thing was God, uh, Job had a better grasp of who God was, a better relationship, a closer relationship. With God, heard God speak to him. So Job was able to grow closer to God, really close to God, and better understanding of who God is because God allowed Satan to come at Job's body. Use that as an encouragement. This is Pastor Goins with Run 12 1 Podcast. God bless. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Run 12-1 Podcast. Run your marathon race that God has placed you in. God bless. Mm-hmm.